Hey, this is Lawrence Juber, and you're listening to Fab Four Free For All. And welcome to another edition of Fab Four Free For All. I am your host, moderator, whatever, for this show. Joining me, as they always do, and I'm glad they do, are... Rob Leonard. And... Tony Trigordo. And we're recording this show today, but it's about yesterday, and you'll probably hear it tomorrow or Ooh. the next day. Well, you know, I got to do the joke. That's mm. no good. That's no good. <laughs> uh, anyway, wow, we just went back to the well, March. Paul brothers. wrote a song called Yesterday and Tomorrow. And the Beatles oh. had an album called Yesterday and, and here today. today. Yeah. Oh, and here today. That's right. <laughs> wow. Are, are, are we quite done? Because thank you, folks. I'm leaving. Wait, he recorded a song called Tomorrow. You said that? Yeah, yes, he, yes, he did. I knew I heard it somewhere. I thought I heard it yesterday. <laughs> Anywho. It's Tony uh, my turn today. Yes, it's definitely. This is the Rob and Tony show. Mitch will be your moderator. Yeah. Go. Uh, no, so we're, we're actually going to talk about the recently released, as of this taping, movie called Yesterday, a movie that disguises itself as a Beatle movie, advertises as a Beatle movie, yes, it and does. is not a Beatle movie. Not really. But really, really cleverly marketed, though. The good thing is it can attract... The Beatle fan audience, like, and not like no other lover. Like nice, it can attract the Beatle fan audience without getting them annoyed that they're not going to see a Beatles movie. That's you know that's very true. Which is which is yeah, cool. but when you get there, you're a little annoyed because it's more of just a regular. It's a romantic comedy that uses Beatles songs. You expect it to be a Beatles movie, and it's it sort of is and it isn't because the MacGuffin is the Beatles do not exist. The MacGuffin? The MacGuffin. It's, it's Is that a Roger thing. MacGuffin? No, it's a, it's a term I heard George Lucas use about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Explain, though, because people the, are not going to know the, what MacGuffin the, is. The thing in Raiders of the Lost Ark was they were looking for the Ark, but they never find it. Correct. And it's about the journey to get there. And in the, the MacGuffin here is that the Beatles never existed, so all these songs are supposed to sound fresh and new, okay. even though they're not technically Beatle recordings. And that's the other thing that got me a little bit about this, except for one song, really. Well, there's part of another. Um, it's all covers. Well done, by the way. Yeah. But yeah. They, they made it seem like Beatles music. It really should be Lennon-McCartney music and maybe a George Harrison song thrown in there, too. I'll, I'll think you're picking nits a bit. but That's what this show <laughs> yeah. is going to be well, about. Well, well, isn't that what we always do? No, yeah. but... Th- but, Rob, but I, I will say one thing. Hang on, Rob. You're right. And, and you're right, Tony, too. Everybody's right. Gabby Johnson's right. Um, is Gabby Hayes? No. No, it's Gabby Johnson. Come on. Blazing Saddles. Reverend. Anyway, the poster has Jack Malik, the main character, walking across Abbey Road. Right. And it does mention the Beatles on the poster. Yes, it so does. So they are, like you said, very clearly, cleverly marketed, Tony, because obviously you see it. And if it was just called Yesterday and had a picture of Jack Malik kissing Ellie, right. you, and it didn't say Beatles, people are probably not going. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. People, Beatles fans may not go. But is it right. also is Good it point. also the idea too that us being Beatle fans, collectors, hosts of a show and stuff like that, do we see it from a different perspective? Because in a way, yes. If, well, but where I'm going is, is it a tribute in a sense that the Beatles themselves and and the concept of the music and the concept of their fame has become so universal a concept that if you do a movie and you call it a World War II movie, the space movie. It's a, you know, whatever. The Beatles and their 
effect and their fame is so embedded in culture and universality and universality that in a way you know we're looking at it as they're catering to you know here i'm i'm almost reeling back on what i said they're catering to beatles fans but in a way because the beatles are so universal we look at it because we see the word beatles and we and it goes eh, eh, and we go and it like you know lights right, up right. at us but for the rest of the world is it just kind of like oh wow what if the beatles never existed wow that's weird well, that's a you know, a, like it's almost has well, it's, nothing it's to the do with like that. It's, it's, it's the, the what, what if. if being more important than the Beatles, you know. But we'll what get if in? shoes never existed? You know, not to be funny, but but it's I'm not doing the no, shoes no, joke. But I'm, but I'm saying I just picked that because no, you know, what if we didn't? None of us wore shoes. Yeah, you know, but, it's, well, it's we'd be the Flintstones. True. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Courtesy of rest of feet. <laughs> but it's funny you say that, Tony, because. It never really explores what if the Beatles didn't that's exist. That's right. That's that's one of the problems that's, with it. That's a hole in the movie. And, and yeah. that's one of the holes. And my other hole of the movie is that the Beatles are so embedded in pop culture and the music world and, out, and outside of the music world. Even the fact that they showed up on the Sullivan show and the next day, how many people went out and bought guitars and started growing their hair long. But at the same time, what I would have liked and they didn't do enough of Seeing little things of Beatles, like well, they couldn't. They well, no, but like on the poster, for example, seeing the, other aspects of the alternate universe other than just Jack. Is that just, what you mean? Just like stuff from the songs, even not just Jack, but like like on the poster, it shows him crossing uh, Abbey Road. It would be nice if there were four Beatles in the background. Remember, the, the, we know there's one Beatle in the background of Abbey Road, but have four Beatles. You mean cars? Yeah, four the key, Volkswagen. Yes. Oh, oh. just little yeah. things like that, well, which they sort so many- of. There are Don't many references. Do. There's one scene where where Jack's in a meeting, and he's wearing that vest that Paul vest. Paul, Paul vest he wore Magical Mystery Tour, a variation of it. Yeah, something like that. All right, more let's often. Let's get into that. Let's say that, that. To me, that would make it a movie that's a lot more fun for Beatle fans. Okay. Yeah, but again, it's that idea that you're right. No, you're right. Catering to us. All right, so let's, that, let's, but they they marketed it to us. Yeah, but it they did time wasting for them. Just little things, just little things. All right, so let's just get into, uh, for people who have not seen the movie, two things here. We're going to talk about the movie, and then the other thing is we are going to give away a certain spoiler at the end. If you haven't seen the movie, you can listen to this show all the way through, and then we will tell you when we're going to give away the big spoiler and then shut off the show and come back to it after So you. now you've already told them there's a spoiler, so you've made well, a spoiler. Well, we're not the first spoiler. ones to talk about it. No, I'm joking. I'm just yeah. saying you've already... I haven't spoiled the movie. If you've already, no, I'm joking because if you tell someone about a movie and that there's a spoiler, now that they know there's a spoiler, haven't you already spoiled it? Well, if you saw the... Tra- <laughs> no, hold on. I think it. I've soiled it <laughs> at the moment. Except for the spoiler, the trailer gives away the entire movie. Well, they've I been mean, literally, releasing... I mean, literally, I watched the trailer last night, the one-minute well, version. Well, one thing that's wonderful about the trailer is the trailer also throws you curves red hair a little bit yes it does so jack malik obviously is a, a worldwide power surge and all hell breaks loose he wakes up and he plays a song because he gets a new guitar we're not going to go into the whole thing but he has an agent named ellie they buy him a guitar and he says a great guitar deserves a great song and he plays yesterday yep now that's Really, as far as the Beatles, I mean, it, it starts off the Beatle connection there, because right. other than that, they do explain that Jack Malik is a musician, a struggling musician, who won a contest prior, which we have to give this away, that he sang Wonderwall by Oasis. 
That's how Ellie met him in right. elementary school. Okay? So. Why do we have to give that away? Because if we say that he doesn't do yesterday, if he comes in and says a great guitar deserves a great song and does Wonderwall, the same song he did when he won the contest, there's no movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, being honest, if he oh, does yeah. Wonderwall, no one's going to see a movie that says Wonderwall. No. And, and so shows that's, that's really insured because he, that's a good point. Because if he remembers the Beatles, then he must remember everything that came after. Correct. So if he comes but out he, and, and, and does, does Wonderwall, Wonderwall and, and Ellie might recognize because it that's because that's how she the song met, met him, then there's no movie. Then, I mean, there's a movie. It's a romantic comedy that we wouldn't be talking about because. Well, I think who cares? I think the whole idea is that right. that you've got to go into like somebody said to me that 25 years ago this would have been a sci-fi film. Probably, which I thought was well, funny. I think it would have been a good 60-minute Twilight Zone. Yeah, but it, well, that's well, what people, people have been it's saying. The very Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone. but it's and also and we're not going to go into other spoilers no. there because to me there are two or three spoilers. Yeah, film. and if we start going to any of them, right. But there's one particular element of the film that I is very Twilight Zone-ish, I think. Okay. And I respect that. I kind of really love that there is that Twilight Zone-y angle to the, to the movie. In one but respect. can I say one thing? The, the main part of it, and it's supposed to be a rom-com, a romantic comedy, as Rob said, and with Ellie and Jack. But let me just say one thing, and this will probably spark a big debate, but I don't care because that's what we do. And for the record, all three of us enjoyed the movie. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I, I what like we do here much. is we do, like Tony said, we pick nits. We nitpick because... But I've also gone back and forth with this movie. I've gone, you know, we saw it two weeks ago when, from time of this taping, and I really enjoyed it that moment. And then I've been thinking back about the movie and, and like this... like. Well, you've had time holes. to really let it sit Yeah, in. yeah. So I, I, See, I've, I've done the opposite, actually. Uh -huh. I really, really enjoyed it. I actually, in hindsight, I enjoyed it even more. I saw I, it a second time and, and enjoyed it. I mean, it, it, you know, it's, yeah. it's not perfect. Not, yeah, but, but I mean, any modern film that isn't written by a... a and this is with all due respect to the guy who wrote the Richard film. Richard Curtis. Yeah, Richard Curtis. All due respect. If you are not a master writer, if you are not Hitchcock, if you are not sewing every stitch, Orson Welles, Orson Welles, which even Orson Welles years he later had holes, you could, yeah. he had holes too that you pick up in his pants, um, in his pants, yeah. <laughs> but I think you're gonna always, you know. Yeah, again, no, no, we're I know that. I, I know that. But what we have to do. Um, but, it's know. funny because when we we left the movie, I said to Mitch, I go, you know, that reminded me a little bit. And I didn't know this at the time, but of four weddings and a funeral. Which the writer of that movie wrote this movie, Richard Curtis. Yeah, I didn't know that when I and love actually. Yeah, yeah. So and partly it is a very British movie, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, very but British centric. Very, absolutely, very British centric. Which yeah. I know some Americans have been like, "Well, what's that about?" But you know, we understand it. I understand where it's coming from. You know, but imagine that it was the other way around. Let's say it was more American. Let's say it, it, it was an American base instead of a British base. I always wondered how it would have been a little different because America. I don't think it would have been as America absorbed the Beatles time. differently than no. than Great Britain did, because you know they were here for three weeks. All of a sudden, the world changed. In Great Britain, it took a year to, to get to that. Yeah, moment. but Jack's from Britain. If right. he was from America, right? I'm not sure it plays as well because what do you do on the even on the movie poster? Well, that's right. What do you do? You show the Ed Sullivan stage. I mean, no, that's a, uh, that's the cares, problem. You're right. right, but I'm just saying it's to me those two parts of the world took the Beatles in different ways. And, yes. you know, that, that was my, just something well, I've been thinking about. 
uh, along the way. Well, I mean, but we all agree that we did enjoy it. Yes, yes. Again, absolutely. If yeah. you're from NBC Universal and you're listening to this, we enjoyed it. But th- <laughs> this show tears apart everything. Not everything, but we like. No, I don't mean too. it. But I, but I don't think there's any. I think no, there's we nothing can wrong tear with it. Apart no, the film. but there's but, no you know, way to really to, do it. To it's... look at another movie which sort of used the Beatle world in a sense, is across the universe. Totally different to me. It's totally different, but they... That's a musical. But that's a musical, but this is kind of a musical too. No, you know? but that's a musical that used the music to forward the that's, story. That's true, that's true. This one does not. I'm gonna, well, can I just give a shout out to someone who who is a, a friend of ours who we know through the Beatles circles, but I just got a shout out to, to Scott Erickson, who I thought oh. had a good point. Uh, our friend Scott, Scott, if you're listening. Yeah. He said in, in a written review that he did just online, yeah. where he said the Beatles music is a character in the film. Small character. I thought that that was very wise. The it Beatles is. music is a, is a character in the movie. It's not sold that way. But it, you're right. No, He's a but, good but it is. And, but and, and I, like, is. I like looking at it that way because then you could, you could step away and be like, yeah, here's where this character has an effect on the movie. Yeah. Then the other okay. characters do stuff. Then this character comes, comes back, back in and does an effect on the movie. And then the other characters do something and change things and interplay. And then, but that so it's it's cool. It changes the way you look at the flow of the movie. Okay. So let me get Scott, to my good point. point, Scott. Good point. I like that. So Jack Malik, looking back on him, I didn't find him a very likable character. He's not that happy-go-lucky. Oh, so I did. No, no, I did. no. Explain why? Because I kick if out I, of I, I, no, 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 poor I, bastard. I, I lo- well, <laughs> I that, that's oh, exactly. I have two points about why we like him in the end, even though he's not written as a lovable, bumbling well, he's a true protagonist. Yeah, yes. You don't. Indiana Jones is a bit of a putz too. Yes, but you love him. But you Harris, know what? Han Solo's a putz. As but, a Beatle you know. fan and as a human. But especially as a Beatle fan, that's why I think the Beatles Are you come in. human? Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> but as a Beatle fan and as a, a human being, and again, more as a Beatle fan, I think we empathize with him because what if that happened to us? Well, imagine, wow. first of all, only one of us would be doing a show. So, <laughs> and we'd be talking to ourselves called, oh yeah it'd just be called Beatles 1 <laughs> and we'd be yelling at the an invisible person that doesn't exist what do you mean you don't and know about the song and help shows online and pretty soon people would come and take us away <laughs> they're coming to take us away it, it'd be, Mr. Leonard yes Mr. Leonard I'm doing my show damn it get away uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. we see you have a mirror a mirror no but, but we do empathize with him because if it happened to us we would probably feel as guilty as he ends up feeling you know doing this or maybe we wouldn't i don't know about you guys maybe you take the money and run but i know that's steve miller but but it's still we definitely empathize with him because we feel his pain inside but also we are a little jealous of him too I find myself Jack. because, yeah, of course. Oh, okay. yes. I mean, yes, we empathize yeah. with him, but we are a little. I'm jealous because he gets Lily James at the end. There you go. Well, that's <laughs> that's that's that's, my, that's, that's, that's funny. <laughs> well, yes, definitely. Lily James is so cute, she's and very cute. she's she just for those of you who don't know, she's Downton Abbey. Right. I mean, really, uh, she's get really an up and comer in in the business. I didn't, I've never seen any of that stuff. I oh, just first she, time yeah. I've ever seen her stuff. And I I, en- I enjoyed her in the movie. I really did. I enjoyed the character of Rocky. I thought he was hysterical. I thought Rocky was great. Great character. A perfect 
sidekick. sidekick. A sidekick, but it's that like it's Pancho. that hapless. Yeah, Poncho. You know, yeah. you you, you want to see him he's do the, better. But he's the know. comedic relief in most. He of is. It. But he's you the need that in this type of movie. Yeah, but, correct. But I, I love the fact that you just you just pulling for him. You're kind of just oh, Rocky. Like, I know he gets fired at the beginning. And you're like, and then oh. even when they're having a little <laughs> tiff at the end when. They're, they have to leave, and, and he's like, Rocky, this is a very private conversation. He grabs the chips. She's like, don't take all the chips. You know, which is perfect, because it breaks the tension. But, yeah, that's, so, but you so need, in, in this relief. movie, you need him, because you need some sort of comedic relief. You're right about Jack, that the pressure of him being the only one to yeah. know the Beatles music, or the Lennon-McCartney music, however you want to look at it. And plus, then he had to remember it, too. Well, that's the other thing that's, I was going to ask you. He put all those post-its on the wall. Okay. Yeah, first it said, like, Summer Song, and then it says Penny Lane. I mean, you know, it goes from his own stupid song, yeah. Summer Song, which was really bad, yeah. to... I liked it, though. It to, was, yeah, but I mean, okay, Kate McKinnon, when she right. says, I, I hated it. I, I hated it so much I didn't even care to think about it. You know? That's well, a great bit. But did you find yourself, when he's doing... The remembering. Did you find yourself going? Come on! It's it's yeah. it picks up the rice. You know, in the theater, it, there's in, rice. There's rice in the theater where I saw the film, which was also again like a sneak preview, as you guys yeah. did. Did, did somebody, an, an older gentleman in the front row, was yelling the lyrics. To him <laughs> <and this girl. laughs> but imagine, but imagine you had if there's no proof of any Beatle music, and you had to remember every song. Could you? I don't know. I mean, I played a lot of stuff on my guitar, but there's only a couple I remember, like hardcore like i can do this yesterday would be one of them right no you know, see for me, it would be, it would be arrangements yeah. i would remember you know everything what Tony would be crap would i have be a an... great new song for you by the beatles she looks like and they'd be like thank you you're not getting signed. you're not getting signed <laughs> but 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 think about that tony remembers all the songs by the beatles is the only one in the world who knows. and this is the new marriage this is great montage revolution number not nine guilty for getting in your way <laughs> sorry but think about it. the songs they had to pick have to be super well known for this yes. type of movie they're not going to do What's the new but, Mary Jane? But Everybody's got something on. Right, except, except for me and my monkey. Like, um, the song with the monkey. Um, <laughs> no. No. no but but Ed Sheeran just going, no. No. no, no. You suck. No, no. Wait, yeah. But here's the other thing, guys. And this was really important after I thought about it. it and it really, like, it tore me up a little bit. The Everybody assumes, or Jack assumed, that when he played a song, and it's in the beginning when he plays Leave It Be, Let It Be. Right. He assumes that these songs are going to be accepted the same way right, right. the Beatles were accepted. That's and he's true. Jack Malik. He's not John Paul well, George and Ringo. And that's, and that's what's really interesting. And that's an assumption. And that's where, and again, you go to the Beatle mythology well twice for this. You got to go in saying, there are those who go around saying, which, you know, I believe in, too. If you take a Beatles song and you do it with a bunch of friends on an acoustic guitar, a Beatles song's a Beatles song's a Beatles song. It's still a great song. But you know is the it, Beatles. Bingo. Is it partly a great song because... They did it and you're singing it. It's in our DNA. Yep. If I exactly were to go to, If I were to go to, to an English-speaking country where I'm with a bunch of six-year-olds, you know, sitting around in a field in Scotland and I'm playing my guitar, and they've never heard of the Beatles... And I start to play a Beatles song. Are they going to just kind of start talking amongst themselves? Right. Or are they going to go? You know, oh, or that's they amazing. Go, wow, that's a great song. So you you've got to kind of like look at it as the movie caters to the power of the songs, but it doesn't. 
at all give though. credit to the four-headed monster. Correct. Right. Like, it kind of takes away the idea that a lot of it has to do with arrangements. I don't want to really, but a lot of it has to do with George Martin. The Beatles songs that we know and the way we know them and, and also, are ingrained in our are brain. Are ingrained also, in our brain the way that, yeah. Something like Strawberry Fields Forever, if it came out in 1964 instead of 1967, the, the steps that led to it. Correct. You know, were accepted by 1967 and by the pop well, music world and, and the radio. Yeah, so nobody cares. If, if that song came out in 1964, now John's playing the yes. opening chords in in, uh, in what's, what's happening in the USA uh, on that little machine phone. No, a little uh, melodica. Yeah. Yes. So imagine if if that had happened. You know, you jump three years ahead or three years behind. It comes out in 64. But if you would people accept it because it's a weird song, but the Beatles. Hadn't done Revolver yet. They hadn't done Rubber Soul. But yeah, in 2018, so, right. Jack Malick singing Strawberry Fields, does anybody give a crap? That's And true. it's also not arranged the same. Now, at, at one point, he's in a little tiny nothing club doing Let It Be, and people are still clanking their coffee that's and talking. See, that's where I kind of went, oh. That was the one nod to the four-headed monster. That I kind of liked. I, but, I, because but it wasn't was, accepted. But what was who was accepting it? Think about who the first people were that were going, holy crap. Ed Sheeran. You know, Ed Sheeran in the movie is the one that's going, oh, well, my God. Along the the crowd grow. gets it. You know, right. the Ed Sheeran's crowd gets it. Because Ed Sheeran's crowd is listening to Ed Sheeran, a right. really right. potent songwriter. And we should say Ed Sheeran's so, in the movie. Ed Sheeran's in the movie, <laughs> right. So who's playing Ed Sheeran? Um, <laughs> Ed Sheeran. So, yeah. But the idea is... You've got a, a predisposed audience to powerful songwriting who now he's going out there doing some songs and, and, and you know, them and Ed Sheeran are going, wow, holy crap, this is for real. But he did let, let it you be know, in the little club before Ed Sheeran. Before in the same club Ed Sheeran's in? No, no, that no, was on the winding road. No, no, but I'm saying he no, does he did let it be in a, in just a random club, right? With and not, nobody but, cares, correct? Right. So that's why I'm saying yeah, it's. But that's also the power of, like you said, Beatle music ingrained in our brain because we know it if it's just jack performing it is it that important is it that or, good or would a beatles would a beatles now revealing themselves be adored by fellow songwriters saying wow this is this stuff and is not amazing the public and, and not and not really selling all it right and still not get played on the air and still get Wow, fantastic singer-songwriters. They'd be alt-folk. Yeah, they'd be on... You know, I mean... Probably. They wouldn't be on a pop station. They'd be on a right. AAA station. Right. And they would not have the same impact. Right. You know, because the top 40 everyone listened to... Because he's getting annoyed. Because that's the only thing I was listening to. They didn't have anything else in 64 or but 65. Jack even. is getting annoyed that, like, you know, people are just not accepting. He's like... At one point, he actually says, because was, he was being interrupted while he was doing Let It Be for right. the first time for his parents. Right. And he kept getting interrupted, and he, and he finally breaks out and says, you're listening to the greatest song ever written in the world, yeah. and you're not... And they're like, well, Jack, Well, let me, you let me ask this. But you no, know, you're right. Well, Jack is how you would answer, because you don't know it's a great... It, it, it well, has him matched up. he knows it because right. it's right. already been this, 50 years you know, of think it. Of, right. Yeah, that, right. think about all the Beatles songs that have matched up to things in time, or personal timelines, not just the world's, but our own personal timeline. And that's why I think why the Beatles stuff is still here and why it's still important but at the same time if, if it's just blank slate you know it's well that's it it's, it's weird. interesting i mean it's it's a tougher that thing would have to been a cooler movie to explore to be, but, to be but honest that'd be with a you. tougher one to, to, to oh absolutely oh, because yes but if you would have done that that's where we talk about maybe a good hour and a half twilight zone tv show not a movie 
But if you explore that end of it, like, you know, me, Mitch Axelrod going in and doing Nowhere Man or any great, great Beatles song. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow Never Knows. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, that's incredible because I know it. And everybody else is saying, turn off your mind and float down. Who cares? Yeah. So I think that would be a really cool thing to explore. But I guess it's also... Maybe in a, in a play, I in think an off-Broadway play. It's, it's also the idea that what would have been interesting, and this is... And again, I really, really enjoyed the movie. So it's not really... Oh, we all apart, did. But, no. but I think what could have been cool or could have been fun would have been the idea that the non-Beatles world was a little too colorful. I almost would have liked it if if the non-Beatles world was a little dumber, I would have liked to have seen him go into a coffee shop and the girl behind the counter in the coffee shop still wearing the 50s dress. Oh. You know, still, where I'm going is that you're you're making a mishmashed culture. Like, in other words, really, without the Beatles, if you think about it, what you've got is you've got a Rolling Stones culture. The the Stones still existed. Right, right. Without the Beatles, the Stones still exist. And, but do and, they? Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. They're created in a vacuum. They don't. And, they and Dylan's still there. Dylan too. still exists. The, the the stone still exists. But was Dylan going to change the fact that that woman behind the counter in the diner is now wearing regular clothes? No. And and Dylan is influenced by the Beatles because of all the chords they were using. Yes. And the way they're writing also. And he's saying, well, I got to change it. Maybe I'll go electric. So would you Dylan? Know. Would Dylan have died on the vine? Could be. Would but Dylan would have the died Stones on the vine be a blues band because yes. they wrote "I Want to Be Your Man" for the Stones yeah. as their first hit? True. Yeah, yeah but, but, but the but, Stones would have. Once Andrew Oldham, well, but then again, Andrew Oldham locked them in the room to make them write songs because right. of Lennon and McCartney. Right. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andrew Oldham came out of Brian Epstein's uh, Thank working you. for Brian Epstein, and then he's right. He said, "I'm going to go on my own." So There's, yes, maybe the Stones are a blues band that die on the vine too. Maybe they just do blues. Uh, again, back yeah. to the idea. Back to the diner again. You go did we record to, one in the diner? We did record we did. in the diner. Nice lady. She was, she, but she was wearing normal clothes. But yeah, she was. But where I'm going is, it, the world would have been more honeymooners. The the world would not. I have, don't know. No, well, no, no. Because no, I was just thinking about that over the way. Oh, on the way here, I was thinking of the Jefferson Airplane. Now, the Jefferson Airplane have their own influence. I would not say the Beatles. You are correct. Are part of you are correct that thing. So. In 66, 67, that whole San Francisco sound comes out. You are correct, and, yeah. But when it gone from pop of 1963, the Beach Boys will say, to through Dylan and maybe the Stones to get there. Well, you just, hit, the you just hit another element, too. Yeah. You just hit the Beach Boys. Yeah. The right. Beach Boys would have existed outside the vacuum as well. But at the but same would time, would they have died on the vine because they were trying to outdo the Beatles? Um, and, and does does well, Brian Epstein crack? Well, I was just about to say, but would Brian Epstein have had a breakdown trying to stay caught up to the Beatles? I mean, Brian Wilson. Bri- I'm so sorry. Whoa, <laughs> I was about to say Brian. Would Brian Wilson have had a breakdown trying to stay caught up with the Beatles? I, Who knows? You know, Maybe Brian Wilson would have stayed. At, would we have, have been just a, gone so far away from the movie. No, no but but it's but it's but know, it's part of the. The, the process of how, if you're thinking about what they did with the topic, yeah. that you have to start thinking of the other things around it. Now, they don't touch on this, which is a smart thing. At all. Because then the movie becomes even longer, and it becomes a, a different movie also. It's we, if, When you go back to it, it's still a romantic comedy between right, let's Jack get back to that. and... Let's get back to that, okay, if you don't mind. No. And, and Lily James. The romantic comedy. I've, I've got her name in the movie. Uh, What's the name of the movie? Ellie. 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 The romantic comedy part... 
dragged on throughout the movie too long. They should have just hooked up in the beginning, and I, I, it, I thought it was a little listless, the, the actual rom-com part of it. And I'll tell you why. Well, I, think it, I think it had to be, because it, it was... A, it but was all a, rom-coms uh, happen at the end. Yes, I know. So. But hear me out. She's a teacher, right? And she says to him at one point, I'm a teacher, and you're the world's greatest songwriter. Okay? Why can't she move to L.A. with him, and, and he could still be the world's greatest songwriter and, and get a job? Get a teaching and, job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why can't she Take move to L.A.? I mean, well, yeah, right. <laughs> this no, is but, a British but, movie. That's I, why. I understand that, but you know what? And I'm not, believe me, this is not the woman should do what the man you have wants. you to go for her recertification, Shut and off. you don't know whether or not you can get it. It doesn't carry over from the British school system. We only need And this is, believe me, women who are listening to this, uh -oh. I'm not sitting there saying the woman should acquiesce to the man. That's not at all. But she says, <laughs> woman, is the, no, but she does, is the teacher of the world. But she right. does say to him, you're the world's greatest songwriter. So if that's the case. She could get a great job in L.A. as a teacher, and he's the world's greatest songwriter, so why couldn't she move? But, right. but that's because right. it's and a brilliant not, the movie. Not, would not, 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 it not would be over be, sooner. You're right. And, and not even to be funny, but why can't he be the world's greatest songwriter and be, anywhere? And be right. in, right. I mean, what's and let the, her still teach in England. Right. He's still... Right. I mean, the Beatles were the greatest songwriters, and they were in England. That's so, right. I mean, either way, but it, it was a little weird that way. But let's get to, obviously, Kate McKinnon. His agent. Right. You oh either love God. her or is you she, hate her. She's You can hate her, but she's still funny as hell. She's funny, I, I, but I, she's over the she's top. Funny. She's supposed yeah, to be she's over the top. She's supposed to be over the top. It's not supposed to be subtle. Ed. And you know what? I've met people in that position, and <laughs> they are really like that. I mean, she had that huge they, house. They on are the really like that. I but know. usually it's a guy, though. You know, usually Which the, is good. I'm glad yeah. Usually the record company, you know, it's a guy, and he's he's got a thing of cocaine, and he's got a couple of girls ready to be used. And, you know, he's, he's burning up the record company uh, expense, account. expense account. Yeah. So I'm it's glad interesting they made it a woman. Yeah. Well, she, I, first of all, she's very well known to the younger crowd because of that's what, line. That, but that's when that was the other thing I thought about with the whole four weddings and a funeral thing, because Andy McDowell was an American and the only American in, in that movie. It was Hugh Grant and a whole bunch of other oh, people. I can't remember. But th she wasn't a bad person. And she's she's a fun person. But she's she's the outsider, so to speak. Of the British bubble that they're in, right? So that, right. that's why I thought of when Kate McKinnon sort of well, anti Andy McDowell, but at the same time she's the American and but she's I know the she outsider. was over the top and she was trying to be over the top. Oh, she I was. I just funny. thought it was she was funny, but there were times it was. I don't think the part was written well. I think they I, wrote I, it later on. I think they realized they needed someone. Do you like think that. they expanded it? They I think they did. Bit. I think they did because I think they said okay. We need something, you know. She probably had a scene or two, and they said, "Okay, we got to make this bigger," because I, without I, it, it, it just there's nothing there yes. story wise. Right? They can't say have an agent and say, "Oh, you're great, everything's cool." Right? We'll but, uh, but until you've seen a person like I that know. have a meltdown, and I I've been witness to it. <laughs> until you've seen someone like her have a meltdown, you just don't realize how incredibly over the top it really is. So it was. I, I thought it was. Really I thought funny. it was very funny. Actually. I thought it was very funny. I just think that it still could have been written over the top and funny, but she was so stereotypical of yeah, a yeah. of a really obnoxious yeah. agent. Yeah. Well, yeah. you need a, maybe in a way, if you think about it, you need a stereotype. You can't do have, you though. Yes. Well, in I think in every movie where you've got multiple characters like that, like Rocky is a stereotype also. 
You know, he, but he not as said, obvious. he's a sidekick. But not as you obvious. Know, no, but when you've got characters like Jack and Ellie and they've got to develop the way they're going to develop, you know, that's your focal point. The other characters can sort of be stereotypes. You've just got to keep some good, but you know, some good gags. You know who's there. very good in the movie as a character? But he was also playing himself was Ed Sheeran. Oh, he Ed was Sheeran's very funny. great. He's like really, he's great really natural film. as in this movie because he he seems to get the joke. You know, he's almost winking at the audience. Yeah, I get it, folks. Here, let me say, hey, dude. You know, yeah. he's like almost winking at the audience when he says that, and I laughed my butt off when he said that. But he he's also kind of like doing the well. Guess what, folks? I wouldn't be here either. <laughs> so Correct. it's just very funny because it's sort of like he's you know. But also, is it true in a vacuum of a two-hour movie that Ed Sheeran, who's currently one of the biggest stars around, right. is going to let Jack Malik be the opening act of a huge stadium tour, like right away? Sure. I mean, well, again, I know they have to. I know a, you have to suspend. Your, it's the suspension of disbelief thing, lad. You go into the movie and suddenly all of a sudden, Alistair Cook is here. You've like, got to suspend your disbelief. Oh, that's not yeah. Alistair Cook. I know it's not Alistair Cook. What but is it's, it's, it's. I don't know, but whoever he is, you, you know, if, if the movie was based in America, it'd totally be doing like Brit, you know, British know, accents. Hey, what are you doing? You want open for me? You want open for me or what? Well, I think it makes a lot of sense that he opens for him because you need that big crowd for him to say you know his, his admitting that these were written by other people <sighs> though the thing is though no one knows who these people are right <laughs> you know? well that is kind of funny because i i did just realize that's a good point because no wait we're forgetting something uh-oh we are forgetting seriously not to be funny right. but by the time he's out on tour They've posted a couple of those songs online and gotten millions yeah. and millions uh, of hits. Right. Yes. Timeline wise, by the time no, not he's, in the beginning when when Ed yes. comes to the house. No, he had the little warehouse thing. Yeah. The warehouse. He did. There yeah. were millions on that. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, but by the time he's appearing at the stadium at the end, they've had oh, at the, at the yeah, very yeah, end. at the end yeah. they've had yeah, millions right. and still millions opening of hits. for him in Russia. Yeah. But come on, it was weird though. He opens for him in Russia. And he's doing back in the USSR, and they're all going nuts. And it's like, all right, that was the first time they're hearing this song. But and then in the middle, when he starts doing "I Want Love," that's really. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry, that's yeah, Rocket, Rocket Man. Man wrong, yeah. wrong film. But think about it, just one thing, just on alternate thing. It's interesting. You have Queen last year. You have the Rocket Man thing still out there. This now is this not, don't it's, say it's, Beatles. But it's, it's not. But people are connecting them. It's not a Beatles story per se, but, but it's but people it's not are like connecting. the Beatles have a biopic or a musical about them. Right, and they probably never will. I hope not. I hope not either. I really um, the, uh, can, um, the Beatles have multiple documentaries that have documentaries been about are different. Them that documentaries are different, yeah. not biopics and, biopic, and, and musicals. Like the the Lennon one with John and Paul in seventy four. Seventy six rather yeah, but, but and the John and Yoko. TV, those are and TV movies now. That, that's and true. That's true. Brian and pa- Brian and John in Spain. And Brian was, and John in that, Spain. That was, that was, is that really a Beatle one? Yeah. So okay. Just, uh, you know, no, and yeah. the birth of the Beatles. Are, oh, right. Birth of the movie. Beatles. That's true. Yeah, but there's still movies. Okay. They were there were some, but you won't. Yeah. You know, not seen them on the big screen. Not anymore. And don't say I want to hold your hand because that's not really a Beatle biopic. And, and that's it's at the same. About the six kids from teen. You know, right, from and New that's Jersey. in a way sort of like this because yes, it's, they play a character in that movie, right, but, but, but differently. But they're going to this. That's about the Beatles. Right. That's actually I'm going to see the Beatles on right. Sullivan and the adventure to get there. Right. This one's not. 
And this maybe, one really is not. Maybe about they should the have Eddie Deason in this movie then, because <laughs> <laughs> as Ringo Klaus, but an older man. So let me talk. I think they should have had the three of us in the movie, just all sitting around going, "What are we talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> just random. And here's five more free for all. Just ask, what, what? What are we what, talking what, about? What, 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 what's so, the sound for? Let me talk about two things. The Liverpool visit. He goes to visit Liverpool. I think it was so quick. I don't even remember it in the movie. And I think it they didn't explore it at all. Meaning, he goes to Strawberry Fields. It was just Fields. a vehicle to get him back to England. I know, but... From a plot driving no, standpoint, no, it all wasn't it was just a to vehicle. Get, no, it wasn't. It was, it was, I know. He was he, supposed to go back to try to jar his memory to remember more stuff. Yes, but I'm, I'm saying the, the reason why you put that is you have to get him back on the same continent with Ellie again. I get it. From a writing but, standpoint, yes, it just... to get him on the same. Yeah, yes, but they, did, but they just show him on the on the debris of Strawberry Fields. They show him at Penny Lane at the wrong barbershop, by the way, and it's closed. And then they show him at Ellen and Rigby's grave, but it's very quick. But all I know but had they doing. had they not well, they showed needed... Lime Street Station too, which yeah, that's, that's, doesn't that's, look like Lime Street Station. No, not but that's at all. but that's just they, because that's the line, that's the station but, whether you're a Beatle fan or not. But right. had they had they not needed to do the plot line about getting to Ellie, she w- they wouldn't have gone back at all. They wouldn't have gone back at all. What they would have done is they would have been driving down the road in America, and he would have seen Penny Street, and then the next thing would have been Abbey Lane, and he would have gone ah pull over, and he would have looked at the stared at the sign for a minute. You know, but, they would have found a way to get. And we're not going to get into you know, or he would have been eating strawberries. He would have been eating sitting at a diner eating, and he would have been eating strawberries. Would have taken him forever though. Would have taken him forever. So where I'm going is as writers, they they had a lot of ways to do that. They really just had to get him back on the content okay. to get but, an excuse for him. To by the way, know. just as a shout out, Abby Lane, a, a fine oh. record by our friend Rob Koenig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you mentioned Abby Lane. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, folks. This is Tony from Fab Four Free For All. As Mitch has mentioned several times, the cast of Fab Four Free For All do not profit in any way doing these shows for all of you. In fact, we actually lose money because of studio time and other production expenses. Now, we have looked into show sponsors, but for a number of reasons, we've decided it would be in the best interest of all of us, including you, our listeners, not to have sponsored ads in our shows. So, what we've done is set up a Patreon account. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that allows artists to obtain funding from patrons on a recurring basis. Now, it can be as little or as much as you think you can send to us, for the work that we put into providing quality Fab Four free-for-all shows. Now, we know that we have thousands of worldwide listeners, and if each of you just contributed a dollar a month, that's just 25 cents per episode, we would have enough to retire and not have to do these shows. (laughs) Sorry. Seriously, though, we've gotten some great feedback from everyone about how much these shows mean to you, and we feel the same way. But it would be nice if we could break even in terms of costs so that we can continue to bring these shows to you in a timely fashion. Yeah, I know, we can be delayed every once in a while, but that's because, as John Lennon so beautifully said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. But we do vow to make every effort to have a quality show to you every week. We only ask that everyone go and visit Patreon.com to at least check out what it's all about and to see if you can contribute a little something in return for all the hard work and effort that we put into these shows for you. Just do a search for Fab Four Free For All, and tell us that you give a buck about what we do. Thanks to all of you for being such great loyal listeners. So let's talk about some Beatle references that they have in the movie. Yeah. Because there are. Yeah. 
not I mean, as much as I like. I said they should have been. I, I you know what? I, if they don't exist, then why bother? And not just that, but also too, why? why? Naturally, I think I think that Beatles stuff would have shown up anyway in life. Yeah, but huh? in many ways, huh? how? Yeah, sometimes things happen even if it's not the right. But if way you see a, a helter skelter slide, right? If there's no Beatles, then it's just a slide. Yeah, it's not it's, a health. It's a helter skelter, but in great you're not, we yeah, but you're not that. connecting that to the Beatles, no, or but, anything. It's just a helter skelter slide. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, they did do like you said. They did the the vest of Paul McCartney. Yeah. There's a shot of him with the camera, which is Paul to right. a T. They just look like they photoshopped his head on it. Maybe they didn't. I'd have to see it again. Um, there there was, is the helter skelter. There's the the sh- uh, show on the rooftop. Yes, the, which, the performance on the rooftop. The one thing that I really when so Rocky, it doesn't sing like the Beatles. No, it sings it's kind like of grunge. It was. Like I the, thought it was the magnificent. Damned. It was like the well, because, but I thought it was magnificent well, it, because truthfully, part, it went to the heart of the composition of the right, song. Correct. I thought that was a brilliant. That's the one part way where they used in. it well. Yes. Because absolutely. he's going through the angst. Yes. And he's screaming, "Help yeah, me!" That was really well done because for Lennon, it was a a, a cry for help that right. he veiled in a pop song. Right. You know, in this instance, they used it. They, they used, used that it. song the best. Yeah, correct. absolutely. And Brian also, Leon. the one part that I I thought was cool, but I found myself thinking, just say those words, those two words, when Rocky is leading him out to the roof, and he leads him into the wrong part of the, and he right. he goes onto the fire escape. I wanted Rocky to yell, "We're out." That's <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. But he doesn't like. He doesn't. And, and you know, but the I whole thought- audience is going, "We're out." And I then you hear, you know, obviously you can't have, you can't find me love. But See, I, I kept waiting for obvious. somebody to go. You're playing on a roof. Who plays on a roof? Like I wanted, like a a reference back to it of you know. Well, what? Jefferson Airplane you know. does. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right before the Beatles, they did it first. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. True. So and and he could have actually said Jefferson Airplane. And yeah, right. They existed. I that's guess. funny. Oh, that would have been funny if Rocky had said that. Yeah, right. Just, didn't you know, Jefferson Airplane? Oh, didn't do Jefferson this? Airplane do this? Like right. that would have been, you know, that would have been cool because the whole audience is going, "No, the Beatles did." <laughs> but in truth, the airplane did it two years earlier. That's true, right? A year, yeah. Sixty-eight. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. But they did it first, so I was the second time when he led him out. I was going, "We're out." You know? Yeah, I, I thought and that was funny. But uh, any other references that you guys saw that I missed? Not really. I mean, I just wish there were more. It's also, and I was just thinking about this literally moments ago, the Ruddles, the alternate universe type movie, but nails the Beatles story perfectly. And they use alternate songs, even though they sound well, they, like- Yeah, with, with the Ruddles, it's right. an all a story of an alternate Beatles. Right, right. Actually. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, different, it's a different idea. It's, it's the Beatles, but slightly- Perverse. Yes, yes, yeah. I agree. But. You know, that that's that. So some things didn't exist in this movie. So there's a couple of things, and one of them is cigarettes. I see. I was before you said cigarettes, I was about to say one of the things that didn't exist would probably mean that the entire world would be without water and without because the overpopulation <laughs> would have <laughs> it would have been incredible because of all By the, the way, no anyway. offense to us, but if the Beatles didn't exist. We wouldn't be doing the yeah, show. All you'd be hearing would be, shh. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not. <laughs> but seriously, we wouldn't We wouldn't be doing the show. But when he says, you know, no cigarettes. So if Jack Malik does I'm So Tired, I'll Have Another Cigarette, people are going, what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? I'll Have Another what? <laughs> what is a cigarette, you know? Exactly. How could they not know what and a cigarette is? And then they would is? go and discover cigarettes, and he'd be responsible for killing millions of people. <laughs> Jack Malik, serial killer. 
They'd be like, what, what's, what's, what's the stick I'm smoking? Greatest songwriter in the world he'd and go, serial killer. And, and he'd be on some talk show and he'd be like, you know, cigarettes. You know, you roll up tobacco and, you know, and, you, and next thing you know, Jack Mallard, responsible for millions of deaths. Like, you look him up 50 years later. And, you know, he's in jail. He's in jail. Would, singing <laughs> yesterday. All by himself. Would, would Sir Walter Raleigh be such a stupid git? <laughs> Who knows what he would be? He'd be uh, Sir Walter Raleigh. Yeah. You know, that's true. No, but wow. I mean, there were certain things that did. It's funny because I asked someone, how come Coke doesn't exist in the movie? And they said, well, maybe Pepsi sponsored it. <laughs> it might be. You know, there's a lot of things that weren't there. No, but, but, but the, before we give too many of them away, because yeah, that to me no. is a cute part of the film, too. But yeah, but, but I, I think the idea is that, that you, you. It's not only the Beatles that yeah, don't exist. Yeah, the whole idea is. And that's where it. it well, there's Partly a where it becomes Twilight Zone ish, because the idea being that. But they did it as a joke, you know, not as a weirdness. No, they do it as a joke, but, right. it's, but, it's, it's, but it's, it is a weirdness. But yeah, and, and you know what? Twilight Zone did some things with tongue firmly in cheek that was still science fiction-y. You know what the weird thing is though since we already said about the coke when he's on the plane going with Ed Sheeran and the woman says to him what, do you want something? He says do you have any coke? I thought, I she, thought was she was going to say, say to him like we don't do drugs on this. Plane. Right. But right. I don't even know. If, well, maybe cocaine might not exist. No, I but really I, thought she was going to say. You wouldn't have had music in the 70s if there hadn't been Beatles. And if there hadn't been music in the 70s, but, you wouldn't have had cocaine. Well, maybe you would have Terry Jacks. You would still have Fleetwood Mac. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Time. Jack Malik's writing, <laughs> Goodbye, Michelle. It's hard to die. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and everybody's going, Oh, oh you suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're playing to kids. Yeah, no, you but, wouldn't be have this all the time. Well, but... Nice. Uh, but really I thought I thought they were going to explore that just one line more <laughs> no yeah. pun intended Ooh. no I really didn't mean that, that was good. but just one more like scripted yes. I thought she was going to say yeah. I'm sorry we don't and Ed or Ed might have said in the back hey we don't do drugs we don't here do, yeah we like, don't do drugs but they on didn't this explore tour. that like it would have yeah. been kind of a funny thing but she just says no and he says oh oh Pepsi so it was a little that line made me awkward because I didn't know what they were going to do with it yeah but I did like I say I did appreciate the fact that that added a lot of that Twilight Zone aspect to it. A if it bit, had yes. been, if it had been just the Beatles that didn't exist, you would have been like, okay, the premise of the film is that somebody gets hit on the head or whatever, and then they, you know the Beatles don't exist. Okay, but once you got into like this is a different dimension, he's fallen into like a different place. It's not just the Beatles; a whole bunch of quote random things. Right, didn't ever happen, and the Beatles happened to be one of them. But that's right. what we're seeing in the movie, right? Because you know, it's I not mean, like he said in the beginning, "I'll have a Coke," and that started everything. Right, he sang yesterday right. and said, and then that started, McCart- yeah. in the Beatles." That yeah. started everything. If he had asked among his friends, "Can somebody go get me a Coke?" Right. and they looked at him, "What are you talking about?" You know, Coca Cola. Right, and that could have been a whole different film that would have had nothing to do with the Beatles. Correct. That would have been just. I fell into another dimension and a bunch of stuff doesn't exist. Now what Coca-Cola. do I do? A world in a world without Coca-Cola. No, but it, many it's, people have teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and the English just go, so? <laughs> no Coca-Cola? But yeah, it, okay. it, that's part of the thing though because then you start to connect other things, you know, like there's no monkeys and there's no Well, again, you can start doing there's everything. There's no right. pop of, you know, the power pop of the 90s or But that's right. that's again like we talked about in the beginning. That's the part that they could have explored, but they didn't. But because just, it's a romantic comedy. We just killed off every other bit. We killed off the Stones, right? We yeah. Killed, who? Jerry and the Pacemakers would be the big, big would be the biggest band. Of, no, Can you imagine Jackson. I like it. I like it. I like, all right. No, but but who would have been? What the hell would have happened? You know, I mean, in a realistic standpoint, you know what. 
the heck would have really happened? I don't know, because... I mean, the love and spoonful? I mean, I don't know. I mean, do, do, does that whole, like, folk era exist? Because Love and Spoonful were huge Beatle fans. The I, L.A. scene doesn't happen because Roger McGuinn only went electric because, because of, of Hard Day's, Day's Night. Night. I know. Right. You so know, it's weird that we're talking about this little romantic comedy, but we've just said, really, I, I, and it's a big, broad stroke we're doing here, but... A lot of stuff doesn't exist musically if the Beatles are not around. Well, the right. Beatles are the circle in the middle, and then there's a lot of and then there's everything else spokes on the connected to it. Right, the hub, the hub. They are the hub. It's pretty yeah. wild that we just did that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and John said it. I think best in the uh, I think yeah, it was the Playboy the interview. Nest. Yeah, the crow's nest thing where they're all in the same boat, but they're up in the crow's nest seeing everything else, but everyone else is with them, and it's part of the whole '60s movement. It wasn't right. just they the were Beatles. Just, they yes. were leading at the top. They, of the but they were at the top, but there's yeah. other bands there that did other things that influenced the Beatles along of course. the way, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, people like the Grateful Dead even talk about the fact that they're, you know, they say, well, among musicians, there was, like, a gestalt is always the term they use. Yeah. There's, like, a My a tribe powerful, says mishpucha. There was mishpucha, yeah. You said we but, were a tribe, so you true. know what? And I like Paul what and I, I now are part of the tribe. That's true. But, so. but, <laughs> but, uh, but think about it, like, you know, the, you know, Paul McCartney wanted to top Pet Sounds. He wanted to top, I guess, I can see for Miles was the loudest who yeah, song. Yeah, for Help to uh, right. Stuff like that. So, Well, yeah, they were back and forth. Right, there's a back and forth thing. We're it's not, like chicken in the egg. Would the, would, now, there's the one, maybe I'm giving them too much credit. There's the one isolated band. The who? Yeah. Why? Because there's little to no Beatles influence. That's true. They, they you kind it. of have isolated the who out of everything else. Shell Talmy comes from a background in the blues and Mo and Motown and all that sort of Understood, stuff. Understood, but the who were mods. They were listening to Northern Soul. The Beatles had they had very little interest in. But the But do the at who all. spark interest like Sparks. the Beatles would have? Uh, not necessarily, own. but but where I'm going is you still have a. a I, we finally found the one musical group that might have been able to exist outside. Well, the outside of plus, the they had a band where you had a lead singer. You had a guitar player who was playing rhythm and lead sometimes. You had a bass player who was playing lead bass. I had a drummer who was playing three lead different drums, lead yeah. drums. So not many bands are like that because usually there'd be a rhythm player and a lead player. So the only groups in the world that we would have had would have been the Who, Cream, and the Police and Zeppelin. God help us. Well, Zeppelin, who would they copy then? But does, it, does <laughs> Keith Moon stay alive? Oh, now, the blues guys were all still... Does Keith Moon stay alive? Because you wouldn't have gone to Paul's party. Correct. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't mean it meanly. I'm, I'm... No, I know. I know. But but it was, you know, I you would have found another place to go you know, and Keith drink Moon too had much. a pain at Paul's party. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So now comes the part of the show. I know it sounds like a Beatle cartoon thing. Where we are going to give away a spoiler. If you haven't seen the movie, please... Do what you normally do. Turn, uh -huh, uh -huh. turn so this Don't drink the show. It's spoiled. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Sorry. People do not get the Little Rascals <laughs> reference tied in with Beetle. Tied in with Ringo Carter. Anyway, sorry. Wow. That was good. Wow, that was bad. Don't drink your milk. Thank Why not? It's, it's spoiled. spoiled. You yeah, anyway. could put your milk on your mush and eat it. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> you had to eat mush. Just the name of it. How did we get the mush from the Beetle? <laughs> it's, it's not oatmeal. It's mush. It's mush. So if you haven't seen the movie... Do what you normally do when we talk and turn us off. <laughs> and then come back to the show after you've seen the movie, because this part we don't want you to hear right That's now. That's okay. We'll wait. Okay. Okay, we're back. So there is a spoiler at the end, a very big poignant scene that we need to talk about. Jack gets an address from some people, mysterious figures in the movie, and 
He goes to visit someone living on the Irish coast. Well, we've given away the big spoiler. Do we give away the other spoiler too about the people? Well, I don't think we need to. Okay. Just you said before, in Mysterious Figures, they give him an address. And he goes to visit this person or this thing or whatever. He goes to the address on the Irish whatever coastline. Okay, and did you see what was coming? No. I did not. No, I didn't either. I did not. I, I, I truthfully thought it was going to be the other person. Because when you're off in the coast in the country, when oh, I think Paul. of yeah, when I think of the member of the Beatles who would be in an isolated spot, like Sussex off Farm, in the coast, in like Scotland a Sussex or... Farm, I right away thought that they, he was going to go find Paul McCartney. Now, now Paul, Paul was rumored because to it be didn't in the movie. register with me. Well, that's the thing, right? He opens the door, and there is an older John Lennon, played by Robert Carlyle. Once upon a time, brilliant fame. Now I will say this: they don't have a credit for him, and brilliantly done by the by Danny Boyle, the director, and all the others, because they didn't want people to look at the credits prior and say, "Oh my God, there's a John Lennon in this movie." Right, and then that was they would have known the reveal automatically. So they didn't. And Robert Carlyle said, "I don't want a credit." Just for that fact, he said, I, "I'm in the movie, and I love the Beatles. I love John He's Lennon. A brilliant actor. He too. is brilliant actor. But they, he opens the door, and there's John Lennon. Now we forget that John Lennon was killed because he was a Beatle by the jerk. The jerk said, "I'm going to replace John Lennon. Obviously, if there's no Beatles. Nobody knows John Lennon. You know, it's funny. My daughter and I were talking because she saw it, and my wife and I were talking as well." Uh, my wife's name is Winnie. No, I'm kidding. For those people who always say we mention Winnie too much, too bad. Um, they is this an alternate universe? Yes, right, yeah. an alternate universe. there you go. Mitch is married to me. I'm married to Winnie, and you're married to Nancy. Oh, wow. God help us all. No, no, but you know what? We were talking. She said, "How come they didn't meet Paul or Ringo? Because they're, they're that would have it wouldn't have been as poignant. It would have been fun, not poignant though, because George died. She said, well, "How about George? He's dead." Yes, but George got cancer, not because he was a Beatle, just because he smoked too much. John was killed, murdered directly because the Beatles existed. Maybe George would have stopped smoking if he hadn't been in the oh, Beatles. Oh, come on. But no, that, yeah, that's different. Yeah. There wouldn't have been cigarettes. But, oh, oh, God, that's weird. That's really... But think about what you just said. I know said. what I not just said. Not to be funny. That meant George might still have been alive, too. Wouldn't that have been a strange thing that's, to tie in with the no cigarettes? That's, but that would have been that a bizarre? if you're not a Beatle fan. No, I know, but still, though. I know. But could you have seen him at the end of the movie? He's flipping through the paper, and he sees George Harrison, rail, railway conductor. Right, or... You know, such and such. Asking uh, for a ticket. Used to be a hobby. George Harrison collecting tickets on yep. the train at the end of the movie. Yep. And being like, you look very been, familiar. That would have been Who cool. are you? Would have been a, a, are you a, you don't smoke. Wow. No. So you're. Yeah, he's around. Right. That's crazy. That anyway. Yeah, wow. I just thought of that one. So, wow. But, that's bizarre. But then the John Lennon figure is really cool because, and I, I love what they did with it. It's a very emotional scene. People said they cried. I didn't cry, but it did leave a little. I, I was. It was, it was. Yeah, everybody it, it in was the emotional. theater. Were, yeah. It was emotional. Yeah. They made him up to look because he looks like a man as it is. Well, yeah. there, there oh, was yeah. a side shot where you saw that the nose, the, the, yeah. the nose of Lennon. Yeah, the beak. <laughs> yeah. The only thing yeah. is, he's a little too short, and his voice was high and not like because I still think Lennon would have had a hello while you do you know the lower. Yeah. So it, it wasn't perfect, but it was poignant and it was emotional, and you went whoa. You yep. forget that he would be alive. 
if there's no Beatles. But the beautiful thing, and, and again, we've given away the spoiler, so well, we've given but and, and you've seen, the, anyone hearing this probably seen the film, but right. when they cut in, I wasn't sure where they were going. Again, my whole feeling as they pulled up was, oh, crap, he's going to go see Paul. I wonder right. who's playing Paul. It did go through my mind. Oh, hell, what if McCartney's uncredited? Yeah. And I was like, maybe he's going to Paul. But when the door opened, when you, when you see in the window, you see the paintings. Yeah. I went, oh, crap. He went to see Lennon. Yeah. Like, it all of a sudden hit me. But he's as soon as I Irish saw the paintings. Well, um, that's yeah. part of that Rolling Stone quote about right, when, yeah. you, when you're 60. Where will you be when you're 64? Hopefully on uh, the coast. Uh, Island, I uh, think he says that. I think yep. it's uh, you're looking back at our scrapbook of mad- madness. Now, there's no Yoko there. Well, well, she might have been out. I mean, you well, know. He says something about I he live my life with the woman I love. I live right, my life with right. the but woman I love. But they don't show her. I mean, No, they don't show that her. That would have been funny all of a sudden, yeah. Please, that's Paul. You sent him home. <laughs> no, but I, Is he back I again? was trying to he figure out it. Writing those dopey songs with you. I, and I, and I, you know what I said to you Mitch? You never though? make any money. <laughs> hey, hey. What I was saying to Mitch. I, we love Yoko, but oh, we do. Imagine? That would have been funny. That would have been hysterical. You two get together, you write songs, never make any money. <laughs> no, you just sounded so stereotypical. Uh, no, but the Yoko back then, that was her voice, that high pitched yeah, voice. We hear I, her in Let My it be. thing is, and I haven't found anything. <laughs> I want to know if any of John's quotes were from any of John's interviews because oh, he I did so to, many. Have, I haven't found have out. I would, back. I would imagine not. I can't. Because I honestly can't. It does sound yeah. like, especially about the woman you love line, is such a John line. Like when he said, "Well, you you hang out with the boys at the bar, then when you meet the girl you love, yeah. you walk away." Uh, but if you think about it, that, but if but, you think about it, any any of our friends who are even casual fans, fans could have written some of that dialogue probably yeah just knowing john right you yes. know yeah. as a person through the music it hit me though when it, when i saw it and then he starts talking and then it's like wow and but i love what they did though rob because you're emotional you get a lump in your throat if you're a beetle fan now my daughter yeah. didn't have that emotional attachment no. because she knew it was john and she's like, okay that's cool but again she didn't re- you know it doesn't register with john hit. like we do nancy yes. it did nancy said yeah. wow you know but Here's the thing, though. I love that they gave it a little bit of comedic relief to to take yeah, away that lump. They have to. Because you needed it, because the lump is there. Yeah. And I know when it, you, you need serious psychiatric help. Because he said, can I just hug you? Which is perfect. Um, he doesn't say to him, but that's the other thing. He's like, you got any other songs? Because <laughs> at that point in the movie, he doesn't give up the songs. And we've... I, right. I would have... You see, if I were Jack, I would have been like... So, John, can I imagine that maybe you wrote a couple of other songs lately? <laughs> but he's, or, you know. but even John is not a writer. He's just... Does he's, he he's know just... the solo Beatles stuff, too? That's like a well, whole that's, other that's, movie. That is, you know. Why didn't he start singing Imagine? <laughs> well, that's the, that's the follow-up. Imagine. <laughs> right. You know? Wow. That, could that's that, the could other that be thing a follow-up if this is... If it's Ellie highly him, successful? If it's high, and they call it Imagine? Oh, now. One thing that we still don't know... Yeah which I also really love about the film, is that the Jack leaving the Lennon character behind could have turned the movie in a, a bunch of different ways. Could have. If you think about it, Jack could have almost internalized it and, and been like, maybe this John, this John Lennon in this dimension didn't really even write those songs. He was a painter. So now in this dimension, in this world, Mm. is he really guilty of doing anything wrong? 
That's in his own head. We don't know. That's got to be in his own mind. We don't know. So in this universe that he's fallen into, was there ever a Lennon-McCartney collaboration? Collaboration. Did they happen? So the question is... They would have been friends. Right. So the question is, if they hadn't, then his slate's clean. He walks away from that meeting with John Lennon. He's not because... Well, his own conscience, of course. He knows inside that he's not. Right. Yeah, yeah. But that's the conflict inside. But then the other option is, does he walk away? Now you start to go, okay, now here's quiet old John living on this farm in Ireland. Now he just went on a stage in front of a... 50,000 people broadcast all over the world and said, these songs were written by Paul McCartney, John and Lennon. John gets George inundated. Ch- and now ch- poor John living on his farm is no longer is no in longer solace, in solitude. Looking for the guy who wrote all these who great wrote songs. All these songs. That's another good point. So you, you've got you've, that little scene, even though, yes, it's poignant, it's beautifully done, but again, if you're looking at... It leaves holes. What, no, but it that's creates not a hole. It, it, creates, it creates holes. More. Yeah, it creates, it creates holes. They, they holes. said they almost didn't put it in the movie. They were not well, sure. Well, I think, it oh, it I think the movie would have been a lot weirder without yeah. it. I think I'm it meant sh- a lot. I, I, no, I think it meant a I, lot. I think it means a lot to us watching it, but I think plot-wise, the only thing that, I, to me, I picked up on it was that he should go out and get Ellie. Based on what John said, no. For, see, here's he the does. thing. Yeah, yeah, he I does. Know, but, but he does. But that, no. That but is. but when he he decides then and there, he says, you know, you seem confused, and he says, not anymore, because now he knows he's he's going to tell the world that he didn't write them. Yeah. So I think that helps it. And, and he knows he's going to get Ellie. He knows he's going to get Ellie. Right. He's, he's, well, it's a it's a rom com movie. So well, yeah. yeah, he has to because right. then it's not a rom com. It's right. just a con. Then it's a right. sort of com. Or yeah. con. Um, yeah, con. But the funny thing is... Tony hey, not- he doesn't get the girl who goes and hangs himself at the end of the film. Really, Jim? <laughs> I mean, like, what well, the hell? Well, happy- that's the end. <laughs> happiness movie. Well, the- well, happiness is a warm gun. <laughs> oh. One thing I want There'd to say... There'd be no Nirvana, though. Since we're in the part of the movie, the review where if they hung up because of the spoiler part, uh, one thing that bothered me about the movie... I remember I was talking about the, I wanted more inside jokes at him. Yeah. The- James Corden should not have been the guy they went to in, the, in his dream. When you know, you, yeah, I'm glad you're saying it now because yes. it's a dream, it's and a, that's the trailer doesn't lead you to believe it's a dream. Right, that's true. Well, because there's a scene in the trailer that's not in the movie, yeah, correct? Which, which happens is interesting. Sometimes. Yeah, but I'm sorry if you want to have a nice inside joke, you don't have it at Corden's studio. Um, you have it at Ed Sullivan Theater with Colbert. And you that sure. would have been way too inside. I know that. Way but, but, but that's use Corden that, but that's because the type of thing you want for well, this. Corden's way hot. Didn't do this. Not only is Corden hot, but he's Corden British. And he's also British. And he shot it. Actually, was shot in. Uh, yeah, I think it was shot in Great Britain. Paul and Corden yes. did their uh, yeah. karaoke. And, and the and the point of that whole thing is that the film was made after the whole Corden McCartney incident, yeah. or was, around the same, same time. time. Well, so yeah. to me. You now know you've got a guy who is now inextricably tied to the Beatles legend, right? Doing but, but, but this, but the Ed Sullivan the thing would have so, been—it's yeah, so called the Ed Sullivan would have been, Maybe it would have been cute to, but they would have had to have gotten that in. You know, we've got to be at the Ed Sullivan Theater in well, you shot, know fifteen shot, minutes you know, for your digitally. appearance. Yeah. Well, I as we yeah. were saying off mic, Tony, the alternate ending for me would have been when he's at John's house. 
He walks in, because you had alluded to this. He walks in, and John invites him in, and sitting on the couch is Paul, real Paul. Yeah. And now, sitting there with John going, and he says, hey, or gives him the thumbs up, and the camera goes on Jack Malik, and he goes, uh-oh, and then the... <laughs> Fade to black. <laughs> that would have been a really cool ending. <laughs> but how funny would that have been as an ending? Just Or if what you see in the Corden scene is actually what what happened, like what he happens wow. in his dream sequence where, hey, it's been challenged that you didn't write these songs. Right. Two men. And then the door opens and but, it's, but it's, it's weird. John he says, and Paul. No, but, but he says it's Ringo and Paul, which is funny because they're, they're alive. That's funny, right. He does say Ringo right. and Paul. Right. And you oh, do yeah, see the barefoot. Right. And that's why he's having it in a dream because it could really have been it Ringo. It could have right. been, right. I mean, right. Ringo and Paul, can you imagine that? I wrote a song about an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> like they we, do uh, in, uh, we put that up on the fridge. <laughs> it's funny, though. It's just uh, The six pictures of Abbey Road. Paul's wearing shoes on a couple of them and barefoot on the other. Yeah. The one they chose, he was barefoot. Imagine they chose the one he's wearing the sandals. That whole thing changes. Yeah. I'm not talking about the Paul is dead thing. Just that whole yeah. thing that Paul is well, barefoot. Well, that whole mystique yeah. of Paul being yeah. barefoot. Because you know, when they show the scene that with the dream, when they show the guy coming out barefoot, you he's know that's barefoot Paul. in the elevator. You yeah. know it's yeah, Paul. Well, he's yeah. barefoot on the stairs. And, and, and that's down what's and great. And truthfully, I got to tell you, from a marketing standpoint, these bastards were really, really clever because that was in all of the trailers. That shot of that elevator or that it door opening or whatever, stairs, yeah. the stairwell opening, and you're seeing the bare feet and the, you sit there and you go, oh, wow. Yep. You know, he's got to confront McCartney about this. Yep. Oh, wow. And you think that that's where the movie's going to go. Right. So you go into it thinking that that's where it's going to, the direction it's gonna not at all. But he does meet John. Yeah. And would, you really, but they it throw would you have off. been nice if you want, you know, one thing that John said about Ringo, he said, well, he he was a star in Liverpool. He would have done something. About Ringo? About Ringo. He said that. And also, if you think about it. See, that would have been even funny. If he, like, imagine like Jack, like, going through the internet and typing in, like, John Lennon, nothing. Paul McCartney, nothing. George Harrison, nothing. Ringo Starr, country artist. No, country hairstylist. <laughs> hairstylist. <laughs> but, you know, he would have stayed in, maybe he would have stayed with Rory Storm. Maybe would have gotten another another band going on. Right. Maybe who knows? And then next thing you know, he's a country artist. Or, or you, you, know, you walk into a pub and you see Paul playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, Paul would have done that. Why not? He's he's a pub guy. Nah, he would have been. You just see our been, friend Mitch Weisman in the back. He would have well, been singing. And then, uh, and then Jack going. Hmm. McCart- but it would have been kind of cool. Would have been like Matt Monroe or something like that. Anyway. So I think the show has almost been as long as the movie, right? Pretty much, yeah, okay, pretty much, good. probably so, longer, actually. So let's uh, wrap up. Okay. I think, yeah. Is there anything yeah. else to say? I don't think so. Well, I think, no, I, I think, I, again, just to go into it, it is really unenjoyable film. And it it's entertaining. Up, and it yeah. bring, but it brings up a lot of questions also. Correct. About, but does it bring up these kind of questions if you're not a hardcore no. Beatles fan? No, 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 no. But does that also but you say alienate that some of the people who are going in? No, they made sure of that. They didn't, it doesn't okay. alienate the, the people. The rom-com who, people? The people who just no, who don't care I, about I the Beatles go to the movies. To, oh, oh, look! Spider Man sold out. Let's go see. This I, I think you know. Look, because it's we've, rom-com? we've, we've got to yeah. be we've got to be realistic about the world and in, in saying that. I have friends who sit there and they go, you know, I'm not really that into the Beatles, man. I'm I'm a Stones guy. I'm not really that into the Beatles. I'm a blues guy. I'm not into the Beatles. I'm into psychedelia. I I only like Whatever. the Beatles after sixty. There's no one out there on the planet who cannot really acknowledge what 
profound effect the Beatles had on the world. So if you're going in and you're just like, even if you're 80 years old and you really just like the Hollywood strings arrangements, you're still going to go. You're just like yesterday. Yeah, you're still going to go, oh, the Beatles, those Beatles were a big thing. Yeah, regardless of whether you liked them or not. Right. It's a fact. That's a fact. The truth is you're not, I don't think you're alienating anyone by having this be the active premise of the movie. Okay. No, I think, look, it's a summer movie. It was meant to be a summer, lighthearted yes, comedy, yeah. rom-com movie. I like the cute scenes, too. I yeah. like the cute, meaningless scenes, them dancing in the, in I, the I love the ending. In the tunnel. The end, there's two endings here. Yes. Yeah. There's the one yeah. where they have two kids running around. Yes. On purpose. That. Which I, that, that's... In a couple of years. In a couple yeah. of years. And yeah. second of all... It says a couple of years later, right? Yes. I think thing, it's... Yeah. A, uh, I'm not sure. Oh, it, it did? Oh, it does. It's in a couple of years. But, but, but yeah. we know what that, you know... Yeah. Well, we do. Yeah, but, yeah, but they didn't name the, you know, the thinking about it, when I saw that scene, I go, well, they could have named Jack Desmond and they could have named Ellie Molly. <laughs> well, you don't know if they're Desmond and Molly. They no, 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 you mean actually the, making no. oh, the, the characters, characters, characters. The lead character. I'm, then, I'm glad then they didn't. The, the other thing which really brilliant is they have Obla Di Obla Da as a sing-along with kids. Yes. And I really yeah. thought that, first of all, changes the song a little bit because this all of a sudden is... A, a universal song that everyone can sing. Like All yes. Together Now. Like All yeah. Together Now and other songs like that. But the kids are all happy. They don't know the history of the song. No. They know nothing about it. They're just singing. La, la, you know, they're Life just goes singing. on. Life goes on. And That's I, also poignant because life goes on. Yeah. I, even after I yeah. really enjoyed that exist. scene. And then the last thing, and, and Mitch and I, I don't know if you noticed it, the remix of Hey Jude at the end of the credits and we're just sitting there listening. Well, we saw it in Atmos, No, but, but you have fair. to. Okay, okay, yes. You do have we to add. We saw it in Dolby Atmos. You guys oh, okay. saw it in Dolby okay. Atmos. I okay. saw it in a regular theater. Okay. And it was. Know, and okay. it was hey, like, don't go, don't go. And it started. And I just went. I looked at Winnie and said, you want to go beat the crowd out? Because it was it was <laughs> just another it? It was lame okay. stereo we saw it. playback. We saw it in Dolby yeah. Atmos. And it was mind-blowing. Yeah, it was yeah. really nice. And so those two things, I thought. I, I really thought it, it ended on the right note with Obla Di Obla Da. Um, and the kids singing along with it because it just it, it, you need an ending and it works perfectly. And the one thing that I kind of that. kind of liked about it was I, you know, I, I have a friend who's a, a teacher who went to see the movie, right, and came back and was just like, "Boy, that first bit was kind of a slam on teachers." And she's like, "I'm just a teacher. You're the world's greatest songwriter." It well, was gonna. It was like uh, okay, and then at the end when that. like. He's a teacher, and he's happy, and it redeemed itself a little bit. All you can think of is that scene in uh, It's a Wonderful Life, you know, what's happened to Mary? Oh, she's become, dun-dun-dun, a librarian. Like, it's the worst possible thing a woman could have been, and, you know. Well, don't forget, that's 1939. Yeah, it's a spinster aspect. But Uh, but you know what? You know, It's a Wonderful Life is... Sort of. Absolutely. I never thought of it. Can I just ask you one question, though? It is still unresolved. The movie, because... It has to be. I know, but at one point, if the world has a blackout again, do the Beatles now all of a sudden exist? No, they, I think I think that part's not... I think you... Because they don't when you're looking ever for a really plot say hole, why it happened. Yeah, when you're looking for plot hole or resolution, you can't... That's questioning the very... I know, but why did it happen? The because there was a lights it was, out thing. It, was a, it, it wasn't about the blackout. No, it wasn't. the blackout was a was a. Uh, so how come uh, they used a it to visual push it forward? Yeah, but push so forward. how come things happen? It was that a dimensional only... shift. Okay, that's the Twilight Zone. That's where they you go really, to like you. You assume it's because of the blackout. Yeah, well, in the movie well, you do the, the blackout. Well, it's like if you want to use another time 
alternate thing would be uh, the timeline in Back to the Future when Biff is all of a sudden the king of the world, right? And they have to go back and fix it. Sort of that type of thing. So I like time travel movies. Could the sequel be that they go back somehow? They have to go back and 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 make the Beatles known. No, because he he by him doing the bang and sending up those songs. Yeah, which we didn't talk about, but it doesn't matter. Think think about it. He set all the songs free. Right. You know, we're we're doing spoilers. So yeah, he he said his. Versions of his the songs versions free. of the songs free, but so he set the songs free. So a million little kids are gonna know Oh Bloody Oh Blood Dog. Okay, and you, it, you it almost up, becomes like public domain. Yeah, you freed up those songs, so now all of a sudden, those songs are they just can go anywhere and be anywhere. So if he had four million downloads of the other songs that he put up, the five he put up or whatever it was, yeah. you know, now the whole catalog or the all the ones yeah. he recorded are now up. You know, minus like Mr. Moonlight, yeah, Revolution right. Number Nine, <laughs> and you know my name. Look up my number, and whatever. What a shame, Mary Jane at the party. So, uh, <laughs> no, you're right. Well, minus a lot of it. Yeah, well, yeah. actually, you know, yeah. and, and that's part of it too. You know, wh- you know, which songs do you skip and which ones do you? <laughs> well, I also know. think that they. <laughs> Can you just see like another shot of Jack? I don't want to spoil the party, so <laughs> I'll go. And Ellie going, "What's that? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, but." You know what, though? I think they did brilliant at the end by leaving you with Hey Jude, the original. Yes. Because you're going out of the theater, whether it was remixed or not. You're going out of the theater going, nah, 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 nah. Nancy did it. Nancy didn't want to yeah, leave. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, that's what a lot of people, they want to leave. They're singing the Beatles. So yes. are they going to go by the Yesterday soundtrack? Maybe because it's on Spotify. You could look for it. Right. But most people are going to seek out the Beatles. Now, in the two weeks that the movie has been out, or a week and a half that the movie's been out, Beatles won has risen on the right. charts and billboard and Abbey Road and, and has risen and the white album has come back into the charts. So is that a direct uh, you know, result of the movie? I don't know. Cause the Beatles one always sells, but it's now in the top 100. Well, the Beatles one, no, no anytime a Beatle event happens, it Beatles one well, is going to be the hits. first one. Yeah. And it's all, but it's also available in target right. and Walmart where the rest of the catalog isn't right. That's so still that's very much in print. So if you go to like, Oh, I'm target today. Oh, Oh, and you see Beatles, Beatles 1. 1. Oh, I just saw that Beatles movie. And it has Yesterday. It has yeah, Hey yeah. Jude. Yeah. It has Help. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to, and I want to read B. Right. You're going to buy it. But so yeah. I think it's brilliant that you leave the theater singing the real Beatles. And Hey Jude, I think, was absolutely the right choice. Yes. yes. I was going to bring because, that up. Because, you know, song. A, it's a sing song. It's and seven B, minutes. it was also a joke in, in the, the movie. Film. Right. It hey also Jude. was, yeah. He says, Hey Dude. Yeah. Which is sort of, to me, when I heard a Hey Jude at the end, I'm like, Okay, this is why the Beatles have to be here because they wouldn't have called their song "Hey Dude." <laughs> what would have been really awesome would you have gotten McCartney to do a yeah, recording well, of just the word well, "dude" well, and just dropped it and no, like just just that word like share. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hey, what's, hey dude. <laughs> by the way, what's the uh, Paul's children's book called? What's it called? Hey, grand dude. Hey, grand dude. No, is it really? Yes, it is. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> but it's cool, though, because also wow. it's seven minutes long and it rolls the credits. Yeah. Right. And the credits take about seven minutes right, long. Right, right, right. So, but the only thing I noticed is that the remix didn't say Giles Martin and, and we didn't were told. Say anything. Well, it said Sam O'Kell. Okay. And we were told afterwards that he was part of it, but right. he was so busy, you know, doing everything right. with Rocket Man and everything. By the way, right. one more thing before we leave. Hamish, Hamish uh, Patel. Patel. Hamish Patel. How do, how do we rate his interpretations of the Beatles? I thought he was good. Excellent. I thought he was very good, too. Excellent. Yeah, I, 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 I thought enjoyed. he was fine. They were subtle. They were I love okay. the help. I love that version of Yesterday in the movie was fantastic, and there's a version online where he's Live at Abbey, Abbey Road. At yeah. Abbey Road yeah. Studios. Yeah. 
Which with the with the is, orchestra, right? No, with no, the string quartet. Just, no, no, with just two solo guitar. Oh, it's two pianos. Two little oh, pianos. No, I haven't heard it do, Oh, it's it's very, it's very cool. It's very, it's very cool. I liked it. You know, it's tough to interpret Beatles stuff as it's one person. Absolutely, it's know? tough to interpret, it, and it's tough to interpret it in a way that you you paying tribute without ruining it. Paying tribute and also being made to look as though what you're doing is actually so good that someone's taking notice of right. it. So his Let It Be was. You know, it was quite lovely, yeah. and, and it was just was good. long and winding road was good. The I only mean, thing was... is, I want to see how the sales of the soundtrack are doing. So far, it's not hit the charts. So, no. you know, maybe people are, but that fortunately might be more or unfortunately, a, might be more of a Spotify thing at this well, point. Well, right, they're going is, to listen. Yeah. I'd love to see that yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. But the thing is, maybe people are now going to seek out the Beatles, which I'm sure the Beatles I'm love. Sure, yeah, that's um, and that's part of the the that, the whole thing. Why know? they are because the, yeah. the Beatles have sort of promoted this. They, they put it on their Facebook page. Yep. But, you know, we talked, you were they saying... They also made a lot of money. You, Sony made a lot of money. Sony. You were saying, going back to, like, liking and not liking the character, the thing I liked about the character was he was he was trying so hard to be noble. He Almost too really hard, was trying right. to be noble. No, it was. was, like you said, what if it happened to one of us? It's that tear that you have of... Oh, Jesus, I've got to get that music out there. Well, the only way you're going to get the music out there is by being famous. Hmm. But how do you do that without giving up your soul? So from the standpoint of just taking away the Beatles, you could have have made up a musical group. It could have started with people listening to the radio. Hey, and here's an oldie by the Scotsmans. And, you know, such as don't we all love the Scotsmans? Mm. They're one of the greatest bands. And they, oh, did you see the Scotsman's greatest hits album? And then, bang, the lights go out. No one remembers the Scotsmans. And he's got to go spread the word of the Scotsman. And, and the movie becomes and, and they about. Could have done that. They and the, right. And the they movie. They could have got really great songwriters. It, they could have re- gotten. Right. Know, it could have been. Sheeran's, the um the uh noel gallagher's uh, precisely you know, all these writers right wayne Slez, adam schlesinger yeah. like all these people right. because what you really have here is as much as it's about the beatles as much as it's about the imaginary timeline what you've got is you've got a comment on stardom really quite simply the movie really if you unravel everything the movie is about selling your soul that's what the movie is about it do well because Again, the Beatles universality in this world, in our brain, versus if you have a bunch of songwriters that well, people it would pay, have been, it, it wouldn't have been. It as, would have been a more subtle film. It wouldn't have been more. It would have been about. You would have had him standing up like this, and, and it would have in the stadium, and it would have said, "Can you sell your soul for something that isn't even yours?" I mean. They but would have had well, the whole idea the of the movie. Not Beatles. But but yeah, think, the think Beatles about, is a great choice. But well, think about to be. George and John talked about that many times. What they had to do to become the Beatles, you know, meaning the kings of the world, so to speak. Right. And and the price know, they had to pay. Yeah. And and, and for him, it, it, you they, know, meaning, they, it wasn't always positive with those. Sure. Things, right? And for jo- John, Paul and Ringo, it didn't bother him as much. I don't think George and John it bothered more than would John and other people. Would John have stayed with Cynthia? Who knows? We don't know. Maybe, well, maybe not. Way. Maybe he would have just, as a maybe. person, not been able to handle being in the marriage anymore. Would he have stayed with Cynthia? You know, here's the other thing. Here's why you didn't see Yoko. I hate to say that, but that's another reason why you didn't see Yoko. I stayed with the woman I loved. He loved Cynthia in the beginning. He loved Cynthia. So who knows? Yeah. I stayed with the woman I loved. 
And if you're not the Beatles, we do you don't go know. to the uh, the gallery and do the yes and, thing? And you know what? I hate to say, but Cynthia has passed. Yoko's still alive. So I stayed with the woman I loved, and, but she's said, not there anymore. They never said who. who they she never was. say who it is. Which so is that could just thing. as easily have been Cynthia. Cynthia, and she's gone. Right. So to me, the, uh, walking out of the movie, I kept saying, brush aside everything else. Take away yeah. the Beatles. Take away the this. What you've got is some poor bastard who it's the be careful what you wish for. It's what a hundred great films over the last hundred years have been made of. Be careful what you wish for. Does it make him? He true. wants to be famous. Yes, he wants it to be on his songs. But now all of a sudden, he's got the chance to be famous. It really what the Beatles songs were for him was the genie in the bottle. That's all the Beatles songs were for him. They were the genie in the well, bottle. That's what you said. They were the he character. Rubbed, yeah, he rubbed the lamp and the Beatles music popped out and he got his wish. So really when was it was it really what he it, wanted though. Right. No, that's, that's the conflict. That's the whole right. conflict of the movie. Right. And well, it's resolved so. for him at the end. Yeah. Thank God. But anyway, right. but, but that so, left a lot of other holes. Sure, yeah. but so that's I'll, you know that's okay too. Yeah, because it so, has a nice happy. Uh, end. We're gonna have an, a sequel. It's gonna be called tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, when are we doing that? Uh, today. today? Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, well, we'll do it tomorrow. Anyway, so go see the movie. We we recommend it. It's it's definitely a cute, fun movie. Do we rate it? Uh, no, we yeah. don't think we have to. It's yeah. a solid B for me. I mean, it's not like an A or anything, but it's. it's I give it an eight. But you do? Yeah. Well, I give it a B. Wait, you gave it an eight. He gave it a B. No, is that he what said you said? A. Oh, I give it an A. No, it's not. I said eight. Oh, you gave it an eight. You gave it an eight. Oh, yeah. oh, I. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm gonna still say B. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really care. I, 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 I give it a, I give it an excellent minus. <laughs> wait, wait, now for the for the people for for the, and for the people who are gonna try to average that in. Good luck. <laughs> Rob said eight. I said B. He said excellent minus. That's not no, a ten. A, it's a pass, near, it's uh, a, pass fail. It's, it's near 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 mint. Satisfactory. Near mint light scratches. Minus it's pass. It's a pass. Light scratches. Oh my goodness. I never had a pass fail. On my brother that did note, I have been your moderator for this review of the movie yesterday. Uh, my name is Mitch Axelrod. We hope you've enjoyed it. And joining me has been... Rob Leonard and Tony Chiguardo. And if you're in an alternate universe, somewhere there's Ken Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> and we've just what? done a show about the, the monkeys. Yes, thank you. Oh, well, no, then wait. it wouldn't be Ken Michaels. We've just done a show about the who. <laughs> who? Definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Guess who. On that note. Yes. We will see you soon. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. There's herring in the movie. I didn't even know. There's herring in the movie. I like the herring. Nice creamed herring. Oh, really? Very good. I love it. Yeah, I had some in the back. (laughs) Yesterday? (laughs) Yesterday. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm going to have trouble with it today. (laughs) I'm sure you are. And tomorrow, forget about it. No. (laughs) Wow. Wow. We just talked about herring. (laughs) 
We love herring. Beetles and herring. And well, somewhere your like Uncle Saul showed up for that whole segment. I just or it could be your Uncle Paul, Uncle who's Paul. married to all the Jews now. You know, <laughs> we are in his life. This is true. Um, but so the the He's film. He's a tribesman for you now. This is good. <laughs> oh, I became part of a tribe. Well, you know. Wow. 